in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol, and joined by my uh, uh, boat captain or co-captain and uh, pilots out there in the, the cruising industry. <laughs> and we are reviewing today's review of the new film to Disney Plus and to theaters, Jungle Cruise is American fantasy adventure film starring Emily Blunt as well as Dwayne The Rock Johnson and directed by Juame Jolet Serra uh, from a screenplay written by Glenn Ficarra, John Racois, and Michael Green based, of course, on the Walt Disney's theme park attraction of the same name. Now, uh, just a little, it's kind of a recap without spoiling anything. Chris, what is this film about? So this film follows... A young woman, played by Emily Blunt, who is seeking these uh, this kind of special item that's in the jungle. It relates to the Tree of Life. And it's one of those adventure stories where she needs an experienced, uh, you know, riverboat captain to get her through the jungle. And she meets Dwayne Johnson's character, who is kind of not the... he's. Very similar to the theme park attraction is someone that uh, takes guests on the river cruise on his little jungle cruise boat um, and does a lot of, uh, you know, puns and jokes and cheesy, uh, that dad humor that the ride is famous for. And then it's kind of taken on as an adventure, realizes that some of the stuff that he always thought was not real actually is real. And it's this huge adventure as they go deeper into the jungle to find uh, this special item. And it's one of those films where clearly after the success of Pirates of the Caribbean and that launching a huge franchise, they tried it. They've tried a few other uh, movie adaptations of rides or properties and not all have gone very well. Obviously Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy uh, was not very well received. And then they did Tomorrowland. There was kind of a play on uh, the one with George Clooney. Also, I think one that looked like it was going to be cool didn't get really well reviewed. So here we are, Jungle Cruise. Uh, the And you know, I think that's 2021. This movie was due to come out last year, but obviously with COVID, everything can push back. But I think it's been, you know, 18 years since the first Pirates. And, you know, it's how long it's been to, to get a movie like this. But I think this was a proper choice in terms of all the right attractions. What is the ride you can take that's a simple, you know, premise yeah, and yeah. expand it to a giant uh, action movie? And that definitely is Jungle Cruise. I think that was the right choice. And this was the right idea of how to take what people love from the ride, but then expand it to a big adventure story. Yeah, I agree as well. And um, for those of you who are fans of the ride and the nostalgia, uh, just like you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, the ride, what the ride, or excuse me, the movie did for the ride. Likewise, to this one, you get you know that great commentary from the riverboat captain, and you get, you're in for a, a real adventure. And you know, again, I'm a huge fan of Emily Blunt, and she can do no wrong in my book. Any film she's in, she's a chameleon. She's you know the, the, the fantastic actress of our time, 
And, you know, this is a big gear for her because obviously her film is being pushed back with COVID. Uh, we had A Quiet Place Part 2, uh, which we got to review earlier. Uh, check it out. And, uh, of course, Jungle Cruise. So it's been a good year for her. And you can't go wrong with The Rock. I mean, they are both in tour de force in this film, you know, what you expect. Um, and it, it's nice seeing Emily Blunt mix it up with her actual natural English accent. Uh, she She plays a very good, strong female character, which is great to see that. And I think... Disney's been, I think a lot of great themes in this film they're really uh, promoting with diversity. Also, of course, we've seen with a lot of changes to the ride, we've talked about this in one of our previous episodes, is, you know, taking these um, old rides or these older themes, a little more archaic, and making them more PC or making them not so much PC, but for a modern crowd and modern age. Uh, and so I think this one did it well, also opening up to you know, not to, not to give anything away, but it's a little bit more open. It's depicting um, native native uh, people in a better light. Uh, also, you know, talking about people of different um, uh, you know sexual orientations. And I think this this actually did really well. I like that. Um, right off the bat, I want to say a couple of my favorite things that I really love of this movie. You know, let's first of all kind of sum up this movie. This is a kind of a hodgepodge, if you will. If you want to describe oh this movie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> let's, let's, I'm going to list them. Yeah, I'm going to list them, and you make sure if I miss anything. Go for it. Um, yeah, I was going to say, minus the fact that I do think it, it is a smart choice to taking this ride, uh, the downside of this was it did feel heavily borrowed from elements of The Mummy, uh, especially as um, we have Emily Blunt and comedian Jack Whitehall plays her brother, you have, you know, the strong kind of female character who, although is very educated, lives in a world where men don't believe that women should be, you know, scientists are not smart or not brave. And then she has the, the, the sassy, wisecracking, very British brother, very reminiscent of the mummy. And then, you know, they find this action adventure type character to go off on the adventure. The reluctant, the reluctant hero. Reluctant hero. Definitely have elements here of Tomb Raider, uh, especially when they get into some of the more, uh, parts of the ending where they kind of actually get to the without giving things away where they kind of find what they're actually looking for uh definitely have the elements here of the parts of the caribbean in terms of uh the cursed pirates don't think it was a far stretch they borrowed from that as you can see in the trailer that we have some cursed conquistadors in this jungle sounds like a delicious dish i like the cursed conquistadors <laughs> yeah um and yeah, I mean, but it's 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 to the point where at least it still stands on its own as a movie. Like, I didn't really feel that this movie got boring at any point. It didn't really feel like it it was borrowing so much to, um, you know, to because it couldn't think of an original content. I think the problem this movie that, um, and this comes down to just timing of how much these characters are in the film. We have uh, Jesse Plemons, who, you know, we've seen in tons of stuff, and he's really proven himself to be quite a fantastic actor. He's playing this very over-the-top uh, German um, <laughs> villain character. Yeah. Um, he's the Prince Prince uh, Joachim, uh, and he, he's very, like, the very typical for this era, this type of movie that they're going for the kind of a... Uh, the earlier, uh, I guess it would be what, 1900s? Yeah, I would say like, this is like the, the onset of maybe World War One. Um, you know, the Kaiser Wilhelm. Yeah, so kind of like that. Again, a film where we're looking towards World War II is going to be coming and the Germans need to find something of a 
a mystical item to help win the war. Again, a theme that we've seen in tons of movies and we talked about, especially with Marvel. And I think the problem was that he, he, although he's this funny over-the-top villain, they could have just gone with him alone or gone with these conquistadors that are, uh, you know, unfortunately stuck in the jungle and they're definitely these uh, uh, cursed, you know, characters. I think there was not enough of the cursed conquistadors that it kind of felt they couldn't stick with one villain. And I think that could have been cleaned up a little more. It also like, and, and we talked about this before this episode, it suffered from the problem of Spider-Man three, too many villains and you're too not getting many. Yeah. yeah. Too many villains. And I think, um, I mean, you've got these, you know, you got Paul Giamatti, who's kind of playing like he didn't really have a big part and you know, just the, the, the these cursed conquistadors, that's that's enough for it. You know, that's the good edge and that's scary. Oh, and you, get, you got Edgar Ramirez, who is a, a really famous actor now, um, playing one of the main uh, cursed conquistadors. And it just feels like he doesn't have a lot to do in the film. Um, there's some great action sequences for sure. Um, but, you know, right before we started recording, you kind of make a good point. The, the Jungle Cruise ride does kind of insist that you're going through different jungles all in one ride you're kind of getting a little bit of the amazon a little bit of the nile you know you're kind of going to different areas it's not all animals that would be literally found in the same jungle this definitely stuck to being more like this is set like in brazil this is set with the amazon it's all south america i think that could have been something that could have been explored as maybe would this have expanded to other jungles around the world but they did stick to the one area well, I mean, again, a case could be made that they're setting up for not, there's nothing ending that directly, you know, leads to a possible sequel, but based on, depending on how success goes and the material of other, you know, jungles, this could be a series just like Reminiscent Tomb Raider, Indiana Jones, where, or Pirates of the Caribbean, where we have maybe an overall kind of arc and stuff like that. So Jungle Cruise 2, you're in denial, Yeah, uh, which is a, a total, you know. Which, I mean, I have to tell you, you know, as a, uh, although my stint was very brief, um, as a former Jungle Cruise skipper for the Jungle Cruise at Disneyland, um, I really did uh, love how many of the jokes from the ride they were able to incorporate in the movie. Uh, uh, especially this, you know, Dwayne Johnson is hilarious in so many things and obviously gets to do a lot of action in this as well. But he was, I think, perfectly cast for that character of Frank to be that very kind of dry, sarcastic, just comes in with the punchline. Um, and then it kind of balanced with Emily Blunt being a little more of the uh, really need to go and we need to get this done. And then having Jack Whitehall, who actually I really have admired his comedy uh, the last few years. I've gotten to know a little bit more of his. And so I think it was great that he got a chance to be in this uh, as the kind of wisecracking very hoity-toity brother um i think they were they worked they worked as a trio really well yeah they all had a good um presence on screen there was a really good you know bonding so i really enjoyed all that um and yeah you're right i haven't got a chance to really appreciate all uh, what jack whitehall has done but uh, yeah for you know a casting choice in this when i first kind of saw the trailer wasn't really sure but i was really all for it and i really you know you're absolutely right. Didn't feel like it dragged at all. I felt I, st I did enjoy each and every moment from the quieter moments to a little bit more of the big action set pieces. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'd be curious to see where they could go with this. I mean, they definitely put a, a lot of money into this. It was 200 million 
it quite hasn't made its money back yet. And I think a lot of that has to do with just, you know, people are still kind of getting used to going back to the theaters and obviously Disney plus, uh, you know, when they release these movies simultaneously, that kind of does draw a little bit of money towards there. But I think this is a, a, a perfect summer popcorn blockbuster type movie. Exactly. Whether you want to enjoy it from the comfort of your home, which you can, or see in theaters still now, I, again, now that theaters are open again, it's definitely, you got to make that choice where you want the different experience. So of course, uh, both Chris and I, we get to watch it from the comfort of home. You know, we enjoyed it. It was great. So, but uh, definitely, you know, check out this film. Chris and I, I think we, we stand by this, that we recommend this again, maybe not for the Academy Awards, but definitely a good summer flick for the family and fans of Disney rides. So you can check that right like now, once again on Disney plus or out in theaters now. And this is one of this week's potential picks. Thanks for listening to the potential podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the potential podcast or on Twitter at the potential pod, or you can email us, send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email the Potential Podcast at Yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.